Welcome to another episode of The Redo. Uh, this time, we're caught up. Uh, our last episode was the beginning of 2017 for us, and now we're going to go right into it. Um, we're recording around the end of March, and we've got a lot to talk about. Oh, um, yes. First of all, I just need to get it off my chest. Um, <laughs> I, I went to the desert last weekend. Uh, by the desert, I mean Joshua Tree. Um, right now, I'm in San Diego. Uh, if you don't know, California is sort of a buzz because the super bloom is here. Do you know what the super bloom is? Not until you told me. <laughs> what is it? So I guess, you know, we've been getting a lot of torrential rain this year in um, California, which is great for drought and, and things in general. But apparently with this much rain, every maybe a decade or something, the flowers come out, the desert flowers bloom. And if you kind of look at Instagram or you look at these articles, it looks like just fields of flowers. Um, you know, I expected sort of like the fields of flowers from the Wizard of Oz where just poppies <laughs> everywhere. And you can lie down on them and just you have these, you know, Instagram photos, people just, just having a great time. So my friends were very excited to see this. And, it, you know, on their blogs they're reading, they're like, this is only going to last for two weeks. You got to come now. We go. And the flowers, I mean, I'm just going to say they're they're there, technically speaking. <laughs> but there's nothing super about them. And this is in the context of maybe generally, you know, generally the desert has no flowers. So not having any flowers is probably cool. But they're no, no more impressive than necessarily the flowers you might see on the side of the freeway. <laughs> or that, you know, they're called weeds in other places. Um, so it was, it was, it was an interesting experience. Um, I'm not personally that into flowers, but I went, I like road trips, but even my friends were disappointed because they really wanted to recreate sort of, you know, the photos that they saw and our two or three days in Joshua Tree and also in, um, Lake Elsinore were about hunting for these things. And on the very last, uh, trip to find the wildflowers we're driving home, there's these just like probably 15 cars parked on the side of the freeway climbing up this hill to just take photos with these flowers. And there's probably not even, you know, half an acre of little flowers everywhere. And it's very patchy. There's like dirt everywhere, but you got people posing, bringing their families. They got, we saw one couple hold their baby over some like daisies or whatever. Oh or in Getty style. I was like, this is some wild shit. <laughs> um, so that was my desert super bloom experience. And I would highly recommend not going or at least lowering your expectations. <laughs> Yeah. When John first told me about this, he's like, it's all Instagram ankles. And he sent me even like the great Instagram photos he sent me of the super bloom were not that good. I was like, yeah, it looks like he pulled over on the side of the road and took a photo of a ah, flower. Yeah. I'm not understanding. Uh, Don't be suckered. I'm sorry. To, I'm really sorry to hear that. Too. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Man, super bloom is a really ambitious term. It sets those expectations quite high. It sounds really great too. Super bloom. Yeah. Like you're going to see something that blows your mind. But don't do it. Oh, sorry to hear. But speaking of it's Joshua okay. Tree, I've never been. Have you been before? I haven't. I've never really been in a desert environment. Have you? <laughs> Uh, I mean, in Australia, a little bit in the outback, but Ooh. I can't say I didn't grow grow my pam my family is not very outdoorsy, so in right. terms of camping, we do like oh, are the YMCA is going sort of camping where you stay in these cabins? I've done that, like Girl Scout camping, but not like let's go to the desert. I'm not a Burning Man kind of person, um, so I can't say I'm a really desert person. I wouldn't be opposed to going, but that's the but that said, I feel like a lot of people around me, including you, within the past couple months, have been talking about or going to Joshua Tree. And I'm like, what? What's happening? Including the boyfriend is like his spiritual place. He, he actually just literally yesterday, he was like, I was like, what are you doing? He was like, I'm looking at property in Joshua Tree, like as a very, Ooh. not like for serious, kind of like half serious, like half serious because he loves it so much. I can talk all about that because we just stayed at Airbnb and I was trying Ooh. to figure out how much the money they made. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm curious because it's a weird yeah. combination, right? It's like hippies and hipsters because it's close to LA, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. I, yep. I want to hear more. Right next to Palm Springs. Springs, you know, mm. just like a quick flight in, a quick drive over. Mm -hmm. um, and there's something in theory very 
appealing about the desert, right? It's, it right. sounds very romantic. You're like, I'll see stars. I will camp. I'll do a lot of things. Right. You're getting away from the hustle and bustle of the city. Right. Right. Um, I, it's not the desert I imagined. I just <laughs> really, I was just like, this is dirt. I'm looking at a lot of dirt. What did you expect aside from the super bloom? Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, I ex- guess I expected some, some sand. I mean, I think I'm thinking <laughs> the wrong kind of desert. I, I was like, were you thinking of like the Sahara or like, yeah. I mean, technically speaking, spice- you know, San Diego is a desert, right? Does, does a climate. I, I, I go far enough east from San Diego. I'm in the desert. I've gone raving in like around the area. <laughs> But, that's uh, another topic. Yeah, I mean, there's some beautiful. I mean, that's the thing. I I think I think a lot of people would recommend going to the desert with drugs. Mm. I don't do that, but you know, in theory, I feel like this is the answer. You you got to bring drugs or to make it. Be good at yoga. Thing. I don't know. Oh yeah, right. I mean, I don't do, I don't do that either. Uh, High on but we did have a lovely house. We had a beautiful house. Uh, we grilled. We made s'mores. I mean, it was it was a really nice trip. But the wildflowers aspect was terrible. Um, <laughs> but the the stones were awesome. There were some beautiful rocks you could climb. Mm. So yeah, and you all know how I feel about hiking. So. <laughs> Great too. <laughs> <laughs> that's a you know that's it sounds like a pleasantly overall good trip for John. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you go. Um, I'm not gonna meet you there, but I hope you go. No, no, no I definitely have days. to go because he's, he's like, yeah. oh, it's close to my favorite bar. Blah blah. I was like, what? so the more he keeps talking about, it, I'm like, yo, I gotta go. I I mean, I don't think I can move there myself, but I would love to visit and see this cool place. Perfect. I think you guys should try it. All right. All right. <laughs> that's Joshua Tree. All right. So the other thing that we had tried to do in San Francisco, the original sort of reason we were going to hang out in San Francisco is because we were going on a snowboarding trip. Um, and apparently it didn't work out because our friend hurt her ankle, which is fine. Um, but, you know, so I traded snow for sand, but I want to hear about your experiences snowboarding because it's also something that you don't naturally do, but you seem to enjoy it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like also, again, growing up here, my family is not sporty family, really. Um, so we didn't grow up with going to the snow. Like the only snow thing I remember doing as a child is going to Marine World, which doesn't exist anywhere, I don't think. But, you know, especially after what watching- is Marine World? Excuse me? It's like SeaWorld, but smaller. Uh, it's in Vallejo, California. And they had a wintertime sort of fake snow patch deal. So I remember wearing skis and going down this bunny slope of fake snow in the sun uh, in Marine World when I was a child. And that was basically it for snow sports. And then in college, I went snowboarding for the first time. And then we actually, we even had a PE class. Uh, for snowboarding, which is rad, but I dropped out because it took too much time because I went to school on the East Coast and then we'd take a bus to New Hampshire, which sounds cool, but it was like a six hour endeavor. And I was like, I ain't got time for this. So, and I think, I feel like maybe this is how I missed out on snowboarding by not having gone to school in California. Cause I feel like everyone who goes to school in California grew up with snowboarding or like you became a snowboarder in college. I don't know if it's just people I know, but it seems to be a thing, like a standard. It's definitely, I mean, it's, yeah, most people snowboard. Right. right. Everyone owns their own snowboard. To me, that's crazy right but it's like standard for people to own all their own gear yep. um from college or whatever my little brother is an example of that so uh and yeah you've gone snowboarding in japan yes in nagano it was beautiful oh my god spoiled because i went to lake tahoe for snowboarding uh, a couple weeks after that and it, it was still cool but i was like man this is not that powdery <laughs> Not a good snowboarder being all critical about snow. You've been spoiled. And you learn how to carve a little bit. Yes. Uh, Landlian and Tan taught me how to do S-curves. Yeah, because my problem with like snowboarding is that I've gone throughout the years, but it's always ever been just for one day at a time. So I feel like you do have to go at least two days in a row to get better. Um, but I would just start from the beginning every time, basically. So I mean, I think you need to go a whole week, much less two t- in a row. You need to go like a lot. I mean, yeah, you have to go a lot, like anything, driving, uh, you know, things like that. So I'm not good at snowboarding, but I like it. That is all. That's a long, wow. That's my, that's my relationship. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm sad that we didn't get to snowboard together because I think that would have been exciting. <laughs> would it have been? 
I would have just ditched your ass. No, so, that was my um, no. I'm every. Yeah. I'm like everyone. Get out of here. Go to your black yeah. diamond. I will stay on this green. Though apparently they took me to blue last year and didn't tell me it was blue. But that was it's great, easier. It was a great starting trip. green is actually a big mistake. Green is That's crap. We've learned. Green is yeah. Because, because with beginners, it's it's actually a big mistake to start green. Right, because it's like too easy in some ways. Also, because there's so many people on the hill yeah. and it's crowded. And slushy. there's no slope. You need you need some speed to like, like. Usually, it's like flatter on the green. There's just no room to maneuver, and you can't really just like go down it. You know, like you're basically it's harder to go slow than it is to go fast. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, how do you feel about sort of wearing all the snow gear? Do you like that? <laughs> do I like it? Uh, you know, I think when I was younger, I thought it was cool too. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yo, I'm a snowboarder. Uh, as an adult, I'm like, this is just bulky. <laughs> oh, just bulky. I see. Yeah. I you have know, the zero cool kids, fashion. The cool kids wear, like, it's, it's, it's kind of like the less you wear, the better you are. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess nowadays too, with technology, like the slimmer, like the more aerodynamic your stuff is, the better now. Right. Like the more normal you can look, the better. Is this true? I mean, yeah. This is, this is a hundred percent true. I mean, this is like the inverse of a lot of other sports, but it's like the more undressed you are, the better you are. Like if you're just going to wear jeans, that kind of implies I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to get wet. Like, I'm good. <laughs> You know? Or you're just very unprepared. Or you're unprepared, right. Um, or like people just wear like, they're like, I don't need this, you know, extra jacket. I'm just going to go with my t-shirt. You're like, oh my God, this guy's so good. <laughs> you know? It's weird. It's a weird culture. That's a whole other level. Yeah. Huh. Um, well, one day I hope we hit the snow. Do you wear a helmet or not wear a helmet? Oh yeah. What, I okay. What protective gear? Do you wear any protective gear? Um, I used to wear a knee brace because I had bad knees, Ooh. but nowadays no, but I feel like everybody else I snowboard with wears a helmet. Um, a for sort of, you can, um, jump more. I'm not into jumping. Uh, or my, my friend, he did, uh, I think he like threw his headphones in there so that he can listen to stuff while he's writing, which is a definite. <laughs> so extreme so extreme yeah. i feel like i couldn't do that at my beginning level because i would be unsafe for some... no that's that's totally unsafe people <laughs> yeah. would yell at you yeah because yeah. you can't hear people coming so. behind you right or whatever yeah exactly that's what i would okay okay um yeah i've been out of the snowboarding game for so long that i didn't realize having a helmet was standard now like not mandated by law but probably a better idea and i was like what so i did not have a yeah, helmet yeah. when i went and then at some point i was like oh shit everyone here has one but also i'm like is this a california thing Maybe- i would highly recommend a butt pad for beginners <laughs> oh yeah you, you can are- be in your ass a lot on your ass a lot. Even just sitting there all the time, much less falling. You're just sitting there a lot. Yes, chilling sometimes. You, know? you fall and you're like, I meant yeah. to take a break anyway. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, our friend wears wrist guards, and uh, they seem kind of cumbersome so when you're trying to take your gloves on and off, put your gloves on, take them off. However, is your friend good? It's Lan. It's Lan. <laughs> yeah, oh, she, oh, yeah, oh. That, yeah, they're good. Um, but her thing is that I think when she was younger, she went on a trip where one of her friends like shattered his wrist bone. I feel you. So yeah, it just took forever. I think he probably. I don't think his healing was complete. So I can understand if you witness that, you're like, okay. Yeah, I understand that too. Yeah. <laughs> you got to learn how to fall. That's very important. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like your instinct to fall sometimes is wrong, especially for snowboarding yeah. because you're, yeah, some parts of you are so delicate. But you're I like, mean, at this point, aren't we suspect of all her injuries? I mean, come that's on. true. We are uh... <laughs> crossing that street. You know what I'm saying? It's rainy, um, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's listening to this one. <laughs> oh, and that's, um, is that, that totally, um... <laughs> so we didn't go snowboarding. <laughs> the reason why we didn't go. 
Uh, one member of our party sprained her ankle while when she was almost home in the rain. And so there were four of us total. One person sprained her ankle. And so do the math. You would think like, okay, everybody else will still just go. Maybe bring another person in. But I felt like she was kind of maybe the glue. Because I didn't know yeah. the fourth person. You all know the fourth person. You all know me. But fourth person and I did not know each other. So I feel like she was a glue, a, a glue component. <laughs> and uh, our motivation just sunk to like zero after. We're like, ah. Yeah, I found that strange because, you know, um, we were not apparently there for the boarding, but to be honest, I was there for the boarding. Like, I didn't, I don't necessarily care who was going boarding. Of course, I did want to go with you guys, but because the snow's been so good this year, I was just like, I just kind of want to go boarding also. But then as soon as she was out, we're all like, eh, we're out. I was kind of surprised as well because I, because I don't go, I don't have my own equipment. Like, I suck mm-hmm. at driving, so I don't actually go often either. So I was like, oh yeah, this will be a good chance to go this season at least right. once. And then, yeah, for some reason, it just totally drained my motivation. To go. We pulled out. Yeah, I, yeah, we. It's good though. I hope. I hope that speaks of our friendship that we wouldn't go without her. Right, because we were like, the point is that we have to hang out. Yeah, it worked out great. We took a. You took a dance class. We did the bonger thing. That was, yeah, yeah we which was very key. It was. It was quite key. And then we wouldn't have had time to have the impossible murder either. Uh, we, we also would not have had time to find out fun stories about dating. Also, that I don't. Do you even want to say that now, or is this like? I would love to talk about it. Oh, okay, let's talk about yeah. it. Um, so, you know, we hung on Oakland and, uh, you know, our next quick segment is going to be about dating apps, mm-hmm. uh, but specifically with the stories that we found out that one of our friends, uh, has been Tinder dating one of my exes. I believe and... it was, um, coffee meets bagel. That's all. Oh, coffee meets bagel. <laughs> I don't know if that makes a difference. Oh, okay. Okay. So she was selected, hand selected practically for him. <laughs> basically, right? I guess I've never been on the app, but yes, it is uh, more careful. Yeah. It's curated. You only get like five a day or something, maybe one a day. Um, but yeah, that was really like a huge highlight of my trip because nothing is more exciting than meeting someone who's dating your ex you know and then having that discussion about it um i'm sure you've had this experience before um and sometimes i do but not that much no and especially when it's totally unexpected you've never had this experience before not no i think because i what well, part of it is because i've moved around so much so uh overlap is uh not not common yeah but it's like fun it's like fun when algorithms reveal like oh my gosh they're dating or you know not even they're dating they just went on some dates and you don't or even at, know on ad date even well even the, cra- date. the crazy thing is that this was an ex from like nine years ago or something like that 10 years ago like many moons ago many i think long ago enough that yeah that it's funny i think Oh, it was, it was, it was, uh, it wasn't just funny. It was also like a shock. It was really every emotion on the table. Uh, yeah. And it was just like revealing a mystery because at first I couldn't believe this was true, right? We're like, holy cow. Um, and because we're newish friends, it's like you didn't know the backstory to this ex of mine. No. So filling you in was also exciting. That was also shocking. Um, well, the craziest thing was that the way that you figured out it was your ex kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. Like, but you, there were enough personality qualities listed that you half jokingly were like is her name blah and he was like yes and it, <laughs> the rest of us and were like we were oh my god and it's like confirming facts like is she from here did she do this i was like yes yes and then all then all of a sudden finally we were like bring up her photo bring up her photo let's see and you confirmed that was absolute insanity i think it's absolutely insane yeah i wish we could talk more in depth about it but it would reveal exactly who it was um, but <laughs> that's uh true. let's let's move along let's move on our, but that was great I, I have some other apps dating apps I but thank get you into. for sharing this i uh, thank you yeah. of course uh please share with me any exes that people date that i should talk about okay. be exciting. sure <laughs> um <laughs> 
But yeah, so recently, uh, I don't want to say recently, uh, months ago, I read about this app online and you hadn't heard of it previously, right? I think, okay, I might have told you about it. Oh, I think I just saw it in the app store. You told me about it. I think so briefly. Like I didn't know what it was, but I was like, oh, hey, there's this seemingly like Asians on Asian on Asian dating app. Uh, and John was like, let me explore this immediately. Immediately. <laughs> I got into it. And then he has a lot to say about it. Um, so this app is called East Meet East. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, there's no S. It's not East Meets East. It's just East, East Meet East. I didn't realize uh, that till so now. So it's already... F- I always thought it was meets. Um, it's not. I mean, it should be meets, right? Grammatically speaking? Yes. What should it be? It's hard to say. It should also. be, it should be East Meets East. It's right. East Meet East. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, which is difficult to say, uh, difficult to spell. I'm not sure why they did that. I'm sure there's a good social media reason, uh, but it's very difficult. Um, but first of all, let's start with sort of, you know, what's your, you you have Tinder, you have done all this other stuff. So what is your sort of take on single serving dating sites like this just for specific ethnicities? I've never, I've never, I've only been on one dating app ever, so I don't actually know anything about uh, the other ones. But what's your take on it? Oh, like, oh um, it, I'm down. I mean, like for some people, some people know what they want. Um, Okay, it's one thing if it's open to everybody looking for one particular type of person. I think that's a little creepy. Like, you know, fetish. It's like, oh, I love mm-hmm. Asian women or whatever. But if it's like J-date, like, oh, I'm Jewish. It's important to me. I want to date another Jewish person or farmers only, whatever. I get that. I get that. I think that's it's cool. Um, and especially for some groups where maybe there's not a lot of you out there or you're having a hard time on conventional apps if you want, but if you have a specific, yeah, I think it's cool. Um, did you have an opinion about this before you saw this app? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've been waiting for this, to be honest. Oh. Um, I've been waiting for a single-serving Asian dating app, and I couldn't believe that there wasn't one already out there. Um, they have Indian ones. They have quite a few Indian ones. Oh. They have, you know, quite a few other ones. Obviously, J-Date. Um, there's, you know, even by topical ones. But I don't really think necessarily before this, there was a specific Asian dating one. Um and I, I kind of almost want to go all the way back to maybe like an Asian avenue oh where it was like a de facto dating site for Asians, right? <laughs> so, you know, I, I had to dig deep into what this was. Uh, but as I as I find out, so the first question they hit you with when you sign up for an account is, uh, at what age did you move to this country? <laughs> So that makes, yeah, so I thought it was an Asian American dating app. Apparently not. Um, apparently not. Um, it's actually Fob Date Fob. <laughs> Which might explain the, most the, part. the name of East Meet East. Yeah. Um, East Meet which becomes Meet. much funnier. And it's fine, you know, because <laughs> I'm a Fob and obviously a lot of people on here are very Americanized. Um, but just having, you know, sort of come from Asia and looking at the profiles of people in Asia, you know, this is a, kind of the same, you know, um, you're taking people who live here, who are international, who also want to meet other international people, you know, and it's basically just Tinder. Is there an option to say you were born here or zero years? Or is that not an option for how long have you been in America? Yeah, you don't have to fill it out. Oh, okay. And but I is there a, a zero years option? That you were born here. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of just assume if they don't say it, because okay. I think part of the appeal is that you are from overseas, right? Okay. Like, why, why go to the site otherwise? <sighs> in case you were an Asian American looking for another Asian American person? Is that too That was niche? born overseas? Oh, you're saying that it should just be like Asian, like all Asians, international, not international, whatever maybe. Right? Uh, maybe? I'm not sure. We need to, somebody needs to come up, I think, with um, an Asian American, I, I think, app, but it's very niche. Right? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is they don't have, they don't have a ton of users now, and the thing about East Meet <laughs> East Meet East <laughs> Is that the women can chat freely, but you have to immediately pay if you're you're a guy and you want to talk. Oh, to immediately! Not even like a little teaser. Oh my god! 
How much? You get like maybe like one line or two lines, not even. As in like on your profile or? Like if I want to chat somebody or someone wants to chat me, they'll be like, hello. And then I'm like, they'll say like somebody wants to talk to you. And you go in and you're like, oh, actually, I can't talk to them because you have to pay however much it is per month. Oh. Uh, and I think that immediately just shuts it down. <laughs> So did you, you didn't pay, or you did? No, 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 I did not pay. Okay. Uh, maybe next time around. <laughs> You're like, I'm curious, but, uh, but not that curious. No, I think it's in six or seven cities. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not here to pay. I'm just here to like look at the user interface and who's on these things and just <laughs> see what kind of innovations they bring to the table. Um, so the other thing about this site is that this is like a New York-based company, but they have another dating app that what? I'd love to tell you about. Also, oh my god, this one's called A Love. <laughs> You know, uh, this is even more interesting because you had just pointed out that it's weird if you go to this app to basically look for that specific type. That's like fetishizing, right? Right. And this is an app for people who want to date Asians. Oh my God. Um, so anyway, so A Love is just for meeting Asians. And if you read the iTunes reviews, and these are not my reviews, this is what the <laughs> iTunes reviews say about this site. They're like, it's, it's people complaining like, well, I just go on the site and I don't see any Asians. And, you know, I'm, I'm a male, so I'm looking at the male perspective. And they're like, I, I guess the males are sort of complaining or I don't know who's complaining about this, but they're like, it's all these black women looking for Asian males. <laughs> Um, and if you don't know, there's an online, I want to say movement, but there's a subset of online. It's called, uh, black women, Asian males. And this is like a little thing. They have videos. It's like kind of a thing online, mm. you know, for, um, apparently black women to want to date Asian males. And so this site, from what I can tell, um, it's just looking to a love you're dating Asians. Uh, I would love to see what you thought of it because I don't know what the flip side of it is. Like who's trying to date Asians women. Oh man. I'd um, be scared to go but, on. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it in here, of course now, but I'm just saying it's interesting that this this company decides to split it off, right? This fob meets fob, mm-hmm. and then there's a love to find Asians. Interesting. I mean, I guess I, I don't know if I necessarily recommend either app, but uh, you know, check it out. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Did you have to pay for a love as a guy, or is it more? Uh, well, a love is a totally different format. You, okay, it's they serve up only a few, and then you have to pay. Okay, there's like two or three matches, two or three whatever, and then you pay. They they're just definitely trying to monetize it mm-hmm. a little bit too fast, so mm-hmm. you don't go very far. Right. Uh, and were there weird questions for this one? Or is it a lot simpler? It's a lot simpler. Not as many questions. Okay. Dang, man, this company. I feel like they're fumbling. I see what they're getting at. But yeah, it's like... uh now I'm, you know, I'm, I wish they would do it better. Yeah, no, no, I really do want to know. Not know. Do you think there's a market for? Well, this is unfair because everyone's so international now. But yeah, like Asian diasporic people looking for other Asian diasporic people, like not just Asian Americans, but like, oh, I'm Asian American and I, I want to date like you know an Asian Canadian or Asian Australian or Asian sure. British person. Do you think yeah. there's like a market for that? Yeah. I think there might be because I, I, you know, understandably so, you'd have more in common, right? Um, I think there's a huge market for. Okay. But it would be tough to sort of, or maybe just people don't mind be, being sort of like segmented into these little areas. Right? Yeah. But as they do all these studies on like a general site like Tinder or OkCupid, they're like, well, people are kind of doing this anyway by themselves, right? True. Like certain people are like, I'm only going to date this kind of person. You're swiping right on this kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you admit that or not, I mean, the stats tell the true story. Right. 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 So I want to know more of those A-Love, stats. Yeah. Specify. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You could, there's, there's books on it right now. Oh, on man. There's blog posts. OkCupid has really great posts about it. Like, what kind of people do Asian men tend to select? What kind of people tend to select Asian men? What kind of, you mm-hmm. know, everything like that. Oh, I love it. They break it down because they have the stats. It's right, really right. And that's the thing with Tinder that you can't really collect the stats unless it's more, uh, you have to actually look at each freaking profile and write down everything that people say. Well, they collect the stats behind the scenes. True. But then, oh yeah, yeah, I guess so. But then it's like, oh, like how would they know that, you know, men six feet and over, you know, get oh, matches. Oh, right, right, right. Even right. though because there's no field for that, you know, in the app. There's no field for anything except for like age 
change, you know, location, but anything else is up to you. Uh, so that's why I'd want to know more. But I'm sure there's, there must be some kind of internal way out data collection uh, on that. It could be fascinating. Some sort of logic involved. Right, yeah. right. Oh, like people with puppies in their profile photos, you know, get more matches or stuff like that. Endlessly fascinating, even though I'm out of the game. But I'm like, it's freaking, yeah, it's, it's ever evolving, rapidly changing. Don't worry. I'll soldier on for both of us. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. I'm doing, doing good work. I sounds like you're doing great work. <laughs> I mean, I'm like on them all. You can just make your you know, own. Uh, I think you can just like make your own. That's ultimate my goal. Dating app. My, my my goal is to make you know my dream site is is a dating site. Um, that's right because it combines so your strengths and interests of like PR, technology, relationships, branding, gossip. Everything. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. I don't want to reveal my great idea, but I think. Oh it's no! Great. Yeah, patent pending. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, patent pending. <laughs> I hope somebody beats me to it, so I don't actually have to make it. To be honest, I don't actually want to make it. I just want someone to do it. Um, so I, I hope it it comes to fruition at some point. The sooner the better. Years. Put it out to the universe. Someone will. I put it out to every de developer I meet. Oh, okay. Uh, wants to pick it up. So <laughs> apparently, it's not that great of an idea. Maybe you're just living too far ahead of the curve. Like maybe it's too futuristic. I don't even know what it is, but I'm just guessing. I have faith yeah. in your ideas, John. So thank you. I'm sh I'm, I'm confident. Full of a lot of bad ones. Fantastic. I'm sure it's fantastic. Um, do you want to move on to this whole diet? Oh sure. What is the trans? <laughs> what a transition. Um, okay, so let's talk about, well, we're just talking about diets or programs or whatever you want to call it. I'm not on one now, but the reason why I guess, a couple of reasons why I want to talk about actually Whole30 is um, a few years ago, I started reading about, I follow a lot of food blogs, like maybe 50 or more. I don't read them all the time, but that's how much of a pig I am, I guess. I'm like, yay, recipes and whatever. You follow so, 50 food blogs? At least on my, my Feedly. Yeah, my Feedly role is mostly food blogs and it's like at least 50. But yeah, any, I love it. Anyway, um, let's put in a plug for Feedly right now. By the way, if oh, you're not yes. using Feedly or some sort of RSS device, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, it's great. It helps you to organize. I mean, you know, with all this too much information, you know, age, you can uh, select and get your news in a sane format. All right. So tell me about this whole thirty. Okay. So a few years ago, I, only, I heard about it through a bunch of the food bloggers that I follow who were trying it out and think, okay. So Whole30, it's kind of what it sounds like, but you're basically eating whole foods for 30 days, but it's way more than that. It's way more restrictive than that, I think, because you can't. Okay, so no alcohol. I guess that's kind of a no-brainer for a lot of diets. No added sugar, like not even natural sweeteners, like no honey, um, agave, maple syrup, none of that. Um, you can't, okay, you can't have legumes. So that includes peanuts, like no beans, no peanuts, um, which to me sounds crazy, and no grains, like not even the healthy ones or the pseudo grains like quinoa, bulgur, amaranth the ancient grains you can't have any of that so um and, and you have to have it for 30 I, I days i don't even know what some of those things are oh sorry basically like things that a lot of other diets say are very good for you like essentially whole whole grains you know that that people have been eating since the ancient days so you can have meat, a lot of meat, uh, vegetables, some fruit, um, you know, you can have, you know, potatoes, let's see, eggs, uh, you know, seafood. Mm. <laughs> Wait, but who like, you know, you know, give me the history of this diet because they tend to come along and I, I, I don't, I don't follow these, but I like to read about where they come from. Right. That's the thing. It's like, who created I, this? Well, I think especially in the States, I feel like any bad diet that has good enough publicity, people will jump right on it and without even really knowing why. We're not knowing too much. I don't know who invented it, but the idea essentially is that it's kind of an elimination diet. And when you go back on, when you're off the whole 30s, it's just supposed to be for 30 days. Um, I guess you slowly reintroduce the foods that you cut out and maybe see how your body reacts to it. Um, and you know, people who managed to do it, like I, and I was like, no dairy. I was like, no, I was like, what the hell? No way. Um, but people do say they feel better 
on it, blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, it's a basically a whole lifestyle change. You go to the website, to their credit, because they've been around for a while, to its credit, it does have different sections on it as to like, oh, how am I supposed to deal with certain social situations, you know, like a party or happy hour or things like, or how do I get ready to go on this program or diet? Because it is, you have to really be ready to do it. Otherwise, like if you're not prepared, if you don't have the proper what's, foods. What's their suggestion of what to do with happy hour? Oh, I, did, I didn't even read that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not oh, going okay. on this. My, my assumption, I mean, okay, I my assumption would be you can just, general. you can go, but like have a water or club soda or something or whatever. I, I think I probably similar tactics to anyone who's trying not to drink for a little bit, right? But they don't say like uh go and talk about us uh i, like, I didn't get say, that oh, far i'm doing the whole 30 or like they just whatever <laughs> i like didn't even get that far okay, but the reason why i'm, I'm talking okay, great yeah because i was like i ain't doing this but the reason why i'm bringing it up now is because i feel like after having seen that a couple of years ago again was one of the things where all of a sudden i feel like a lot of people around me are doing it and i was like what where's this coming from including my douchey um my local my neighborhood exercise uh, business was trying to get people to do a whole 30 challenge for March. And so sure. and trying to promote it was giving away like free snack bags. And I was like, I will take these free snacks for sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll consider going on whole 30. Sure. So the snacks were good, but looking at them, I was like, yo, I feel like this could be really expensive depending on how much. Is there t- paraphernalia you can buy? Is there like sort of like specific food? Like oh, do they totally. brand their own oh, stuff? Yes. They don't have their, oh, I feel it's probably the next step, but they have, I would assume like endorsed partnerships with certain okay. companies because certain companies, right. like, food is like, oh, this is totally okay to eat or whatever. Um, they have you linked up to all kinds of products, you know, whether it's cooking oils or fats, snacks, drinks, even prepared meals. Um, you know, like, oh, you think you can't eat bacon but here's a company that is whole 30 approved that you can have bacon or something like that so and i feel like if you get into that that's when you can, it can get really expensive um it seems although and our friend lan we talk who we talk about her a lot because she's like our mutual friend she's the one who introduced John she's doing me. it she's doing it i didn't know i was she's oh, doing right. it with her boyfriend um and i thought that she was doing it initially but apparently his doctor told him to do it so she's doing it with him uh so we oh, had a support. dinner we had a friend we had a dinner party just a couple days ago with our friend who loves to cook and none of us are on Whole30 but she is so, but to be accommodating and he, and he likes cooking challenges and themes and stuff so he was like okay I'll make a dinner that's Whole30 compliant essentially except for the fact that all of us but her were drinking wine <laughs> right. yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah I mean that's the thing and the thing that Lan was saying is that if you cook for yourself anyway it's actually not as hard as you might think it is um, which makes sense right so the food he made was delicious but the question is like do you have time and resources to do this all the time time every day or whatever mm-hmm. um so what did we eat oh i mean do you want to know what we ate <laughs> yeah i would love to know the menu okay so we had a soup i think it was potato possibly with cauliflower pureed um you know oh you can have salt on this thing oh and the only dairy that you're allowed to have is is clarified butter which is key um he drizzled it with olive oil and that was good our second course were you like this zoodles he has the fancy spiralizer by the way i like that mm-hmm. i like zoodles. it already oh my gosh so zoodles with sesame oil um a sous vide sort of soft boiled egg and some like hot italian sausage that was delicious and then third course i guess you could call it main course it was a bed of pureed carrots with spinach and mushrooms and then sous vide chicken both breast and thigh that finished you know on a, i guess a cast iron pan delicious and then dessert with sliced strawberries and then what they had done was he'd frozen some bananas and then blended them with some water and then that was like the sauce shall we say so that's how you use like 
like, oh, let's have this something sweet without added sugar. Um, and yeah, everything was like super good. The funniest part uh, about the cooking techniques of, from that dinner is that he was saying the spiralizing the zoodles was like the hardest part. <laughs> hmm, Keep this in mind. Hired me. He ha- have you even spiralized yet, John? <laughs> No, but I'm sure I'm good at it. He, he said he was it's like... It's one of those things I just know I'm good at. <laughs> well, he was essentially saying, because I was like, oh, after having your zoodles last night, I was like, I'm reconsidering biospiralizer again, because we had this... You know, you I remember when you were talking about spiralizing for a long time. Um, yeah. And I was like, should I buy this thing or just use a vegetable peeler? I was using a vegetable peeler, but once you have the actual shape of the pasta, it does make a difference. I mean, if, you, if you're going to eat it a lot, device is kind of big, but then was saying that all everything that's out on the market is actually kind of flimsy, which I was shocked about because it's like such a food trend right now. So that's another thing to invent. I mean, how, how do you sort of, do you tend to follow any of these food trends, these cleanses here or there? Like, do you tend to kind of get into them? stuff or not? So- I don't do them, but I'll, I'll like, because my, because I'll see the trends on my food blogs um i'll be like hmm let me start to consider this but i'm also like easily incepted so depending on if i think it looks good at least i will try it but like i haven't bought a 40 dollars spiralizer yet i would say especially because i live at home now where it's a little bit harder to control all of my 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 food intake i suppose uh-huh. um it would be harder to follow certain programs or diets if i wanted to but usually i don't fully go into it if there's like a trendy recipe like a trendy food ingredient i might try one or two recipes see if I like it or not but because of sort of the like it depends on what you're eating or the difficulty of the diet what make make you choose to participate or not participate if it looks tasty <laughs> I don't okay if it looks tasty all right I like that yeah well I don't okay actually I don't really do diets put it that way the only time the closest I've ever come to being on a diet is um when I returned uh, to the States from studying abroad in Hong Kong, I had gained, for me, a lot of weight. And so I like put myself on Atkins. It probably wasn't even proper Atkins. I just wasn't eating like obvious carbs and exercising a lot. So that was it, I guess. <laughs> Other than that, I've never really followed a strict or any any principles, strong principles for for eating. I just I try to just keep everything in moderation and exercise for the most part. I'll go in healthy phases, but it's not like religiously so. Why don't they call the whole thirty diet? Uh, I mean, I'm against. Um, but <laughs> why don't they call the whole thirty diet a cleanse? Because it's technically a cleanse, right? Ooh, is it branding? Like, does one sound better than the other? You know, interestingly enough, I I keep censoring myself when I talk about it because I, I I keep calling it a diet and stopping and calling it a program and i'm like am i just doing that to myself because i feel like people are gonna get mad at me exactly because it's like right. oh it's not a diet it's a lifestyle or <laughs> yes yeah, that's that's what i would like to get at sort of like using the, a different word that means something because I, I feel like some people are out on they hear cleanse like i'm out some people hear diet they're out or they're in right um there's like a loaded word sometimes right absolutely if, if you say whole 30 program that sounds very i mean that's i guess that sounds more inclusive I don't even know. I don't even know if I just made the word program. I think people, it's branded long enough that people just say whole 30. Like, oh, I'm doing, I'm doing whole 30 as opposed to I'm doing the diet or I'm doing the program. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, I I have a lot of friends who do cleanses and some people love it. They push it on me, whatever. I've never done one. Like juice cleanses or all kinds Um, of things. I I would be open to it possibly. Well, you don't really eat food anyway. Hmm? I think you you don't really eat that much. Anyway. Well, I mean, I I eat crappy food, so you know <laughs> it, it's probably good for me to be. Cl- I, you know, I I like the idea of the concept of a cleanse, um, but it's you know in my mind it's like a cleanse and a diet very different things. A diet, I'm like, Ugh, ouch. Cleanse, oh okay. Do you see what I'm saying? It's just, it's like, just like the word for me. Yeah. Well, so you would do a juice cleanse or what kind of cleanse? 
kind of cleanses all your friends? I don't know. Up? I just oh. I'd be curious what would happen. Okay. To me, okay. how would I feel? You know. Um. So I I guess I'd do it out of curiosity, but not necessarily a lifestyle change. Right. Okay. Do you think you could stick with something for like a month? Um. Yeah. You know. I mean, food is not a huge part of my life. I mean, I'm on Soylent half the time anyway. Ugh. So I would like to see what happens. Um. I like to. You know. They say when you do certain cleanses, like day one or two is terrible, and then by three you're amazing, and you get like a boost of energy. Your skin feels great. Your hair starts. You know, all this kind of stuff. Right. Right. I'd be curious. I would be curious what that feels like. Okay. Right? Yeah. I. I suppose. Yeah. Mm, yeah i'm not against them i think it's, it's just more like with anything that's extreme a lot of people will just go back to their old habits afterward and i think that would just make your right. your body weight yo-yo and just like kind of mess with your metabolism right and whatnot that that's kind of why i'm kind of like uh why so extreme but i understand if you kind of ha- need to do it if you're like if your doctor tells you to try to do it or if you have a actual problems, of course, things, some things are preventative, right? You should try to be healthy before you have problems. But a lot of these things are so extreme that I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, they dude. sound very extreme. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you can stick with it. There's also this sort of, sort of weird, sort of like Spartan training that kind of involves that, you know, uh, like, oh, I'm doing this, like, like 30 days, I have to, th-, you know, it's like very, you, you want to feel proud, I guess, and accomplished at the same time. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I don't want to make like a, a terrible analogy, but it's like Lent, you know what I'm saying? People who are, some people who are like, you know, I'm I'm cutting out caffeine. Like that's all they can talk about for the month. Like, yeah, I think it becomes you know like you become obsessed with it because it's all you think yeah. about. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I just I, I don't want to be around. You know, I don't need to hear about your diet for thirty. You know, I used to hate talking to people about their diets and their food intake. You know, and that tends to dominate a lot of conversation these days. It's a, it's a common theme, right? Like, oh, what's your diet? What do you not eat? What you? I used to hate that conversation. Now I'm a little more interested. It's kind of fascinating. Like I I think because I like talking about food. Period. So. I don't mind. Sometimes I like it. I think it depends. Yes, I mean, some people can get like kind of holier than thou with their sometimes. Or it's frankly diet. just boring. You know, I, I, I don't I don't want to hear about all your meals you've had and how many times you exercise and how many push-ups you, you know, like, frankly, it's boring. You, you, you talk, you're talking sports to me when I'm not into sports, right? It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, no, me. exactly. Yeah, so if you can talk about it in a personal way that I you have, I like talking about if you can convey something interesting to me, but a lot of times you listen in those kind of conversations and it's really just stats based right yeah which that's is fine true. they're trading information I'm not part of it I don't know what they're talking about it's fine yeah yeah so it's like so there's a social aspect to it yeah it's like if you're around your other friends who are doing it too that's your club thing it's like your gym buddies or whatever kind of thing um, uh, nobody wants to hang out with than gym buddies <laughs> <laughs> Let's um let's we're at forty five minutes, so let's end with a quick little uh, shower theme. Oh yes, let's okay. Yeah, okay, go for it. Um, so quick thing, we're just gonna hit a quick little shower theme. Um, for example, uh, Margot, have you ever heard of cold showers? Um, I mean, some people take them. Yes, I've heard of them. The concept. Uh, yeah, you've it, heard of them. Is like it what they are? Close the your is idea it, behind the cold shower. Uh, for some people, it's having cold water at the end to close up your pores. <laughs> Ah, it's kind of a like spa a thing. Reason. I think it's like, yeah, it's like a spa beauty reason. Yeah. This is more of kind of like a wake up and get them sort of activity. Like you wake up in the morning, you jump in a cold shower, like a cold shower, and that'll like shock you into awakeness, <laughs> shock you into productivity. That sounds terrible. Uh, and I think it's, it sounds fucking terrible. And uh, a lot of people, I mean, obviously a lot of people online promote this and they're all like gym people. But I think it's some, maybe somebody got popular because some billionaire dude says, I do this. And it's like the thing that he's like, you hate the shower, four minute cold shower. But then when you come out, you're ready to tackle the day and like you're sense you know i was like this is some bullshit however i've never tried it 
I was going to say, did you uh, do it? <laughs> do it tomorrow. Of course not. I mean, nothing sounds worse to me than cold showers. <laughs> um, so are, are you in and out on this idea? Totally out. I've totally had, out. I've taken many a cold shower in my, my, my life because I had no choice and they fucking yeah. suck. <laughs> I've taken many showers ranging from freezing, actually freezing, I mean, as cold as it can get and still be running, to like lukewarm. None of them are good. I feel you. All right. Uh, in or out? Brushing your teeth in the shower. Out. Way out. A little waste mm, of water. Why? Waste of water. It's a total waste of water. And also, I don't like to rinse my mouth with hot water. Okay. That sounds weird to me. What about you? I'm also out. I think there's a hygiene problem with putting your toothbrush into the bathroom. Into the sh- Yeah. Getting so steamy. I feel like that would promote like mold growth or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in or out? Music in the shower. Uh, I'd say in. I don't have a shower speaker myself, but sounds seems fun, like a fun idea. Do you play things like you know? I, I I'm actually when I shower, I tend to play podcasts like when like but outside. It's like playing outside. It's not in the shower. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My phone is outside, but I like to hear stuff. I would in in theory in constant. I'm in, but I'm actually I actually don't do it myself. Strangely, strangely. Okay. Um, in or out? That little hole in the wall, like now in bathrooms, where they can put like soap, or you just prefer like a shower caddy to collect everything. Ooh, shower caddy for sure shower caddy what about you always um i'm really i really like the built-in hole now they do oh my god the caddy is nice but like if you don't actually need a caddy anywhere like if it's just your house you don't need to go anywhere oh i was thinking more of a hanging shower shelf or a a shower shelf that you install yourself i see not like a basket i use that for like communal living yes (laughs) right that's what i'm saying communal um and then you also had a shower beers which i'm not even familiar with that concept so i don't know if i'm in or out Ooh, okay shower beers is just drinking a beer in the shower <laughs> are you in what's or- the upside <laughs> okay messy. it's it's the thing that uh if you are don't have a problem with alcohol like it's a once in a while thing it's supposed to be associated with partying having fun it's kind of like oh maybe you're on a group trip somewhere and you're sharing a hotel room it's like oh you're getting ready to go out but you're having some beers like why stop the fun when you have to take a shower just take beer into the shower with you shower beers or it's a weekend whatever it's like kind of the party don't stop i guess are you drinking it while you're getting showered on or you're like you're like out of the you know if you bring it in the shower with you and you put it down when you do stuff and you drink it when you can that's a shower beer do you think you're in or out yeah i'm out okay i'm also out oh i'm totally out i'm in on the idea of it that sounds gross. Because you're like, oh, cool. Sounds okay. so fun. But then it's gross. Right. It's like, yo, you're going to get soap and water in your beer. Also, if I'm hot shower on the outside, cold beer inside, that's too much. And when you're so full, when you're like getting full and moving around so much in the shower, like <laughs> it doesn't feel good. This is why. Shower beers, no. But I do like jacuzzi beer. You do? Okay. Oh, that's a different category. Um, jacuzzi drinks, yes, sometimes, but if you're in there for too long, it's bad for you. Yeah, you're I like, mean, you're like, I'm gonna pass out. Yeah, you're like, oh, medically, this is bad for you. <laughs> um, in or out, uh, peeing in the shower. In, FYI, TMI. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, yeah. Only yeah, in the yeah. beginning. Okay. Are you in or out? Is anybody out on peeing in the shower? I think mean, a lot of people are, but I feel like they're just tricking themselves because what? Are they just lying? Yeah, are you lying? I think it makes total sense. Because aren't you designed to essentially just pee in the shower? I think so. Oh, well, I mean, obviously, you should do it the beginning like don't do it at the end <laughs> yeah yeah right okay i'm glad don't do it when the water's gone i'm glad that we agree on in i thought you were gonna say out all right but then you're also a guy no i'm in okay 
Right, right. I mean, you know, it's, it's there's not a lot of water to clean things in there. Um, do we have any other shower themed things that we want to be in or out on? Kind of. I think it's maybe more of a guy thing. Um, not actually scrubbing your entire body, but just deep scrubbing certain areas and letting water get the rest in or out. Do you know what I mean? What is, well, of course, out, but what does that mean? Thank you. I'm out as well. It's like a, it's like a guy I, thing. But I don't even you. know what that means. What are you not scrubbing? Okay. So I've only in my older, my, like more recently, I can't believe I didn't know about this before, but a lot of guys, like, they'll just do like, oh, like armpits and like crotch area for deep scrub like actually like you know rubbing it with soap or whatever and then like the rest of them they just let the water run like they don't try to scrub their legs you know or they just let the water go over it and that's not even out that's an auto fail (laughs) and this is like apparently a very common guy thing though like very common and i was like whoa anyway it works better for some people than others i suppose but i'm out that does explain why some people yeah, take really fast showers, though. <laughs> say. Yeah. It's like, wow, how did you get out of it in three minutes? That's incredible. Exactly. Okay. Man, that was a very comprehensive um, shower shower survey. Yeah, oh, wait. Weird. Singing in the shower, you said. In or out. Ooh. Um, okay, here's the thing. I don't think people... I mean, most people, if you're singing, are you actually singing in the shower? Like, only if there's music, right? Or you just sing to yourself. Some people are like, the trope that like I sing only in the shower. Are you? Who's actually singing in the shower? In my mind, it's them singing by themselves. Like, no radio. Okay. Is it correlated to people sing in the car Ooh, i would put forth that hypothesis <laughs> okay i mean i'm in on it i'm in on singing anywhere frankly but i'm in on the principle but i don't actually do it again right I'm i don't do it i feel either. like I, get, I, mean, I would get too much shit in my mouth that's <laughs> again uh, <laughs> just running water <laughs> yeah there's a lot of running water involved i guess it's something that like you know now you have to conserve water wait wh- how about how about those little hair things at the bottom are you in or out is oh long hair? i do have long so hair you have to have uh, a hair trap it depends how good it is i currently don't have one but i do clean my hair out of the drain after every shower that you, oh yeah that's is that better must. you have to well there are good hair traps and there are bad hair traps the, the bad ones don't drain properly uh could you just recommend one at the end of our podcast no i don't that's kind of hair trap i don't have one shockingly but there's uh, different formations so i'd love to know which to, to every to everyone whose house i've ever shared <laughs> all my friends as a house i always clean my hair out of the drain i feel like as a long-haired person that's your responsibility that is definitely your responsibility yeah this like loose hair is really gross like that's not your for some reason seems really disgusting what about those shower caddy i mean that's shower caddies. you spray the, sh- the after shower mist clean <gasps> oh your i'm so thing. in on that me too that's uh, a move. like tilex oh my god yes i haven't had everybody it. should have that it saves you so much it's, it's preventive again preventive so i put that in the same category as shower squeegee what oh shower squeegee that. i don't use that oh my gosh same principle it's like some people have a small squeegee in the shower to squeegee off the door and the walls after each shower to help prevent mildew growth that's all okay i'll get one (laughs) yeah consider it Yeah, I'm also really in right now on the shower bar, the one that curves out, you know, before they used to be just like the straight bar across the shower. But I noticed now in a lot of hotels, they have the, the sort of a curved bar. So you have more room. What? You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, you got to get in on that. Next hotel you check out, see if the bar that hangs a shower curtain kind of curves out in the middle. So giving you a little more headspace. Huh. That's a nice one. That's nice. Uh, you're taller than I am. So I don't know if I've noticed. Oh, well, I'm not that much taller. <laughs> Okay, um, we'll have to bookmark this yeah. subject. All right. Um, all right. And we got anything else shower related? At the moment, no. I think pretty is pretty good. Pretty good. All right. All right. Perfect. Uh, thank you for another wonderful episode. Thank you. We'll talk to you after you come back from Hawaii. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. To be continued. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.